Theology Thursday Live. Maybe here we are again. I'm trying to do this within 12 minutes. So we're going to talk about how to properly interpret the Bible, how to interpret it properly. It's called hermeneutics. Okay, so that's the fancy word theologians like to use to explain how do you interpret the Bible. So it's the um, doctrine, theology, hermeneutics. So we're going to talk about AAP today. I wanted to do AARP, but I couldn't come up with an R and it would take too long. So AAP, author, authority, and power. That's what we're going to talk about with why do we even worry about interpreting the Bible. I'm not going to get into trying to defend the the um, the nature of Scripture. Uh, this is for believers who um, want to follow the Word of God, that want to believe the Bible, follow the Bible. And what I'm going to talk about is the necessity of properly interpreting the Bible because we believe as Christians that God is the author and therefore it has authority and it has power. So that's our AAP authority, authorship, authority, and power. Now when we're interpreting scripture, it's very important that we um, try to figure out authorial intent, okay? It's not just, well, you know, Jane, how do you feel about that passage? Well, I feel like God wants me to make brownies tonight. I don't mean to be facetious here, but you know, and maybe doesn't want you to make brownies tonight. I don't know. But what's the intent of the scripture? Okay, What did the author mean when he wrote it? It's one of the things we look at when we're studying the Constitution. Does it matter what the original, what the, um, George Herman? It's uh, what the, the, the original authors intended by the words they used. Okay, So what did the author mean when he wrote scripture? Now we're going to get into some of these things that have to do with um, the time they wrote, the culture they wrote in, and things like this. But we're going to look at why does the question of the who wrote the Bible have to do, what does it have to do with the um, authority and power of Scripture? Because as believers, as Christians, we believe that God is the ultimate author of Scripture. And I'm going to defend that with Scripture. So you can see I'm doing It's like any book could claim to be written by God. So I'm not going there. We've done that in other classes. I can do it again. We can talk about it in some other lesson. But tonight... Um, for believers who believe the Bible to be the Word of God, I want you to be able to prove that through Scripture. Now, I'm not big on proof texting, but we're going to use some proof text tonight. Um, but you, one of the things we're going to look at is the way you interpret a text is in its broader context. And we're going to look at that later because a text, what is it? A text without a context is a pretext. Okay, so one of those things people say. So I'm going to get started. Okay, so uh, first talking about authorship. Authorship. 2 Peter 1.21. 2 Peter 1.21 says, um, No prophecy was ever brought about by the will of man, but men of God who were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the men of God carried along by the Holy Spirit. That's one way the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being the Spirit of God, being the ultimate author of Scripture. Another is 2 Timothy 3.16, and that's where it says, All Scripture is God-breathed. That's that Greek word, theonoustos. It's a good word to know. It's not that hard. Theonoustos. Theos, or theo, means God. And noustos is where we get the word pneumatics and things like this. Pneumos, it means wind or spirit. So something that's, that's um, air-powered is pneumatic. So theonoustos, that means God-breathed. 
So we'll talk about the inspiration of Scripture, but that can sound like um, he breathes meaning into it, but that's not what it means. It actually means he's breathing out these words. I would say he expired Scripture, but the word expired means something different to us. But he breathed it out, okay? God breathed it out. All 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is God-breathed. And, now remember this by the word tract, T-R-A-C-T, and is profitable for teaching, for um, rebuke, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Okay? So that's what the Bible is. And so that the man of God may be competent and equipped for, for, for every work, every good work. So um, God breathed. Okay? So that's important. Now, the next is Hebrews 3.7. Hebrews 3.7, the New Testament book of Hebrews. Hebrews 3.7 says, The Holy Spirit said... And then what is quoted is Psalm 95. So what the author of Hebrews is saying is that the Holy Spirit wrote Psalm 95. The Holy Spirit said, and he quotes Psalm 95, which we believe was written by David, but it was written by a man. So sometimes Scripture will say David said, and then sometimes as in here, the Holy Spirit said. So that means, according to the New Testament, the Psalm was written by the Holy Spirit. So it's just one of those places we see the Bible giving credit to God as being the, the author of Scripture. Now next is Second Timothy, Second Peter three sixteen. Second Peter three sixteen says um, Peter is talking about the writings of Paul, and he says um, some of the things that Paul writes are hard to understand, and ignorant and unstable people twist them to their destruction, as they do the rest of the Scriptures. Okay, so that's a place where Peter is pointing out that the writings of Paul are also scripture. So we see in Hebrews a reference to an Old Testament passage being inspired by the Holy Spirit. And then we see in the New Testament by Peter a reference to the writing of Paul also being called scripture. So we see all of this, all scripture is God breathed. So the author of the Bible ultimately is the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it has authority. So as we think about the authority, um, one of the verses is um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And let's see, it says, you, you received from us the word of God, which you did not receive as the word of man, but as it really is the word of God, which also performs work in you who believe. Okay, so again, it's also pointing out the authorship, and since the author is the Word of God, it performs work. Okay, so this, it, therefore, it has, this also talks about its power some, but I want to get to the authority of this. You received it as it is, the Word of God. And if it is indeed the Word of God, that's its authority. Okay, so if you want to speak truth with authority, you must speak the truths of Scripture. It's best to quote scripture, then you have it direct, but if you can at least point out the teachings of scripture, as close as you get that right to the teachings of the Bible, then you are giving people the direct word of God, which has power. But we're talking about authority right now. 1 Corinthians 14.37. 1 Corinthians 14.37 says, um, If anyone considers himself a prophet or a spiritual person, um, he should acknowledge that what I write to you is the Lord's command. 
Okay, so this is um, Paul writing to First Corinthians, writing to the church in Corinth that's having problems, and he's saying so. And some of you are claiming to be prophets, and some of you are claiming to be spiritual people, but you aren't listening to what I'm telling you. Okay, and so as he's writing First Corinthians 14, he says, "This is the Lord's command." And Jesus says, do all that I commanded you. So the Great Commission is make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Okay, so we're going to see together in a second that um, the Word of God, as Jesus spoke, as Jesus says, he is the Son of God, God the Son, that has authority. Okay, so it's not just the words that Jesus spoke, it's those he gave authority to. And any word of scripture has, has as its um, author, the Holy Spirit. So don't fall into the error of being what they call a red letter Christian. Meaning that you think, because in some Bibles they put the words of Jesus in red letters. Which, terrible mistake, I think. Um, because what it does, it makes people think those are the important words and everything else. Because you would think, well, Jesus' words are going to be more important than everything. It's all Jesus' words. Everything in the Bible is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. It's all <laughs> breathed out by God. Okay, So you can't say the words of Jesus are more important than the rest of the Bible because the rest of the Bible is also the words of Jesus. Okay. I understand quotes and things like that, but just be aware the authority is not just red letters. The authority is all the letters, all the words, okay? We believe in, here's a good one for you, plenary verbal inspiration, okay? Plenary verbal inspiration. Plenary means it all, the whole thing, all the Bible beginning and end, Old Testament, New Testament. Verbally, okay, the words not just thoughts behind it or something that goes on. The plenary verbal inspiration Bible, the whole Bible inspired by God, Theonoustos, very important, okay? So now let's talk about the power, the power, because um, God's the author, he has authority, therefore his word has authority, and it has power. Um, Romans 1.16, um, Paul's writing, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's a what? The power of God unto salvation, okay? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So, it, okay, the gospel, what about the Bible? Well, that's, you get the Bible from the words of the scripture. You know, if you're making up something about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ that's not in scripture, then you're maybe preaching a different gospel. I mean, if you've got, if it's contrary to what the Bible says. So when we talk about the gospel, we'll talk about the faith, any teaching of scripture, any teach, any knowledge of God comes from the Bible. You have to know the Bible, okay? So you can know the Bible without knowing God. We're going to talk about that too. So proper interpretation depends on faith. Um, Psalm 19.7 says, The law of God is perfect, converting the soul. Okay, The law of God is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of God are sure, making wise the simple. Okay, so you may be a simple person, and we should all be more simple, be more humble, be more, you know, just not trying to make everything so complicated. But the Word of God makes you wise. It has the power to make you wise. And we want to be wise. Hopefully, you want to be wise. And you, James says, pray for wisdom, and it's given freely to people. He's not a respecter of people with that. He will give whoever asks for wisdom, wisdom. So you dig into his Word. And then um, John 17, 17, Jesus called, it's called the high priestly prayer. He says to the Father, sanctify them in truth. In other words, set them apart in truth. Make them holy in truth. Um, sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Okay? So what's the Bible? The word of God. And that's what Jesus is saying. Drive them into your word. Give them your word. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. And then um, 
2 Timothy 2.15 says, Present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the Word of God. Okay, So that's what we're supposed to be, able to rightly handle the Word of God, a worker who is not ashamed because we're rightly handling the Word of God. Then, Ephesians 4.15, we can speak the truth in love. Okay, You can't speak the truth in love if you don't have the power of God at work within you because you're going to use it in all kinds of different ways. You can't speak the truth without knowing the Word because thy Word is truth. He breathed it out. It all belongs to God. It's the ARP. It's the authorship of the Bible is important. It has authority and it has power because of who the author is. That's what we're going to get into more later. We're going to try to break it down into um, easy to understand um, terms, try to give you ways to remember it, and then you know go into the Bible. And just next time you're reading the Bible, just remember, it's all the Word of God. Therefore, this has authority and this has power. So think about it not just I'm getting information, but this has the Word of God. It is, it is um, Hebrews. Uh, the Word of God is powerful and active and sh living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword dividing the, the soul from the spirit, the, the joints, you know, telling you who you are on the inside. So it's living and active, so remember that. Okay, if you have any other questions, some passages you think are misinterpreted and you like to see how do you better interpret these or what's the way to do it, um, then we'll talk about that next time. All right, well, God bless. <laughs>